0: everyone and welcome to the Eagle Community Church of Christ podcast. My name is John Gunter. This week we're talking about the story chapter 22. We'd love it if you would read along with us. Uh, Each week we go through the story uh, both in our classes, in our sermon, and in our small groups, and so it allows us to kind of deep dive into the subject. Uh, This week we talk about the birth of Jesus. We talk about really God coming to earth and what that means for uh, the story and the idea of upper story and lower story, what that means for us uh, in our daily lives. So thanks again for listening. We'd love to see you in person. Come see us anytime. Have a great week. Together. I'm always a little bit nervous, but it's like as soon as I get up here and see all of your faces, I'm calm again. You would think that'd be the opposite. Like most people, public speaking is their fear. And like I said, I, I am anxious. I'm anxious to give the word. I'm anxious to talk about what I've studied this week and what we've all studied this week, but when I get up here and I see your faces, I'm at ease, and I love that. Thank you for being here and being the uh, the kind of church that you are. I appreciate uh, Robert's prayer. I, I, I believe that too. I have experienced just a, uh, a wonderful time here with a bunch of loving people, and for that, we thank you. We're going to begin with our uh, with one of our... Uh, scripture readings this morning from John 1, verses 1 through 14. And we'll be reading this in Greek. I'm just kidding. We're not doing that. <laughs> In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. interesting place. Uh, In class, Heath said the same thing. It's an interesting time to be talking about Jesus' birth here in September, especially during this heat in September. Uh, We also talked about Jesus' birth, I think, in July. And so by the time we talk about it in July, September, and December, I think we'll all be experts on the birth of Jesus. But as we talk about the, the birth of Jesus. It, with the idea of the story, the upper story and what God is doing up there, and the lower story, kind of what we see play out in our lives and what's happening, now, often the two don't, don't mix. We, we wish we knew how God was doing everything. Do you? Like, you've got that thing in your life that you want to accomplish or you want to have different or you want to change, and I'd really like to ask God, hey, what's the plan on that? What's the ETA? And you hope that God is not like me. I'm a, I'm a I don't am ai know, a thinker. I've got to think on it. And I've told you guys before that it drives Katie absolutely nuts. She'll ask me, hey, do you want to do something? And I'll say, I don't know. And she stands there looking at me like something else is going to happen. And I said, well, I'll get back to you on it. I've got to process it. I've got to think about it. We hope God's not like that, but Often, when we pray and we think about how is God working this out, we don't have all the answers. But we know, because we know our Bible and we know the stories, that right now, at this point in Scripture, when you get to Matthew 1, Luke 1, uh, into John 1, that something big has happened, that the upper story and the lower story collide, because now... God is on earth. This point in history follows about 400 years where uh, some people keep some books in there. Uh, I think I've talked about uh, the NRSV. I think if you have a copy of that, we'll have like Maccabees and things like that in that 400 years, but we don't. And so for them, when they are living through this time, remember they're experiencing, they're back home. They've come back home from exile But now they live in a home that is ruled by another country. Another nation tells them what to do, what they can and can't do. And guess what? Surprise, surprise, they're not happy with that, right? And they want God to show up in a big way. They believe God's going to need to show up and do something drastic to get them out of the situation they're in. Now, God, how many of you have lived long enough to know that God doesn't always work in the way we think he does or the way we think he should. And so the big movement here in the upper story and lower story is that God doesn't come down and strike down all the Romans. God sends a baby to a very wealthy family living in a castle, right? To an ordinary family, to a young mother, young father, who can't even get a room at the end. And that's how God starts to change things. Now, I don't know how you approach your prayers or things like that, but I I don't want the slow story. I don't want the 32, 33 years, God, to start making that right. When I pray, I don't pray for patience, right? I want it to happen right now. But God sets all of this up in this baby, Jesus. And what John says here, and what I encourage you to do every time you um, start studying this, this uh, you know, the birth of Jesus, go read the account in Luke. Go read the account in Matthew, and then come read John. And John's like speaking another language to us. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with Jesus comes to earth as both man and God. Can you wrap your mind around that? But there's a way that God interacts with us. And, and what, we, what we mentioned earlier was that everything is relatable. God didn't show up in, the, in Jesus, and he's over everyone, telling everyone what to do, and everyone's falling following in line. Jesus said, I came not to be served, but to what? to serve, to live a kind of life as an example. And so God, as Jesus, lives on earth as this person that we should be able to relate to. And as we talked about in the Holy Spirit series, that he lived a kind of life that even in his example showed us that we can live the way he lived if we rely on God. And so, when we come to the word became flesh, we come to this intersection in upper story and lower story. And again, because of what we know, I think the gravity of the situation doesn't hit us. Uh, You think about Simeon when Jesus comes to the temple. And Simeon has been waiting a long time. Again, Uh, The example of the Jewish people wanted God to do something. I know he's going to do something. God has told him, you're not going to die until you see the Lord's Messiah. But day in and day out, like we got the quick version. We got the microwave version. Oh, I didn't even realize Simeon was waiting. But now he's found Jesus, right? But think about the life that Simeon lives day in, day out, just trying to be faithful. Believe in what God has told him. I believe, God, that you're sending your Messiah for us. That I will be faithful. I will be here. I will serve you day in and day out. How many days do you think passed when Simeon looked around and said, Well, I still haven't seen the Lord's Messiah? And so when we think about things like that, we, we think about our reaction. Do we continue to be faithful? Do we question God and say, God, I think you told me this, but I haven't seen it? The same with the prophetess Anna. It says she lived with her husband for only seven years, a short marriage, and then he passed. And now she is 84 years old. I don't know what age they were when they got married, but I'm sure it was young. She is now 84 years old, waiting Being faithful, waiting, being faithful. You ever feel like this? Waiting, waiting. God, when is something going to happen? You ever been there in your life? Me, all the time. Different parts of my life and, uh, you know, you just wish, oh, I can't wait until I get past this point. I can't wait until we get through this part. And raising two kids, that's all they think about. How many of you are raising kids? They just want the next thing. We just want the next thing. That's where they get it, I think. We just want it. When most of life is not all the action and all the God shows up to Simeon and God shows up to to Anna, that all of a sudden Jesus is in front of us, but a lot of life is the waiting and the faithfulness. Choosing day in and day out what I'm going to live, the way I'm going to live. Am I going to wake up in the morning and choose to follow him or am I going to go a different way? Does the waiting dissuade me? Does the waiting turn me away from following Jesus? Do I take the waiting as God's not showing up today? And so this is how I think we can Come to scripture with all of our knowledge and think, man, there's so many awesome things happened then because we don't get the day in and day out. You ever watched a movie or watched a long series and then you thought, you know, I don't think I've seen them do like normal things that people do, like every day. Like, when do they wash their clothes? None of them have taken a bath this whole series. Like, we just get the highlights, you see? And so that's what scripture, a lot of times we get the highlights we think, man, what an awesome time to live, except for that whole killing babies thing, right? Except for that whole, I've got to go to another country because the king wants to kill babies, right? But God shows up here and it says, they didn't even know it. They didn't even accept him. The people who were his own didn't even accept who he was. Let's talk about his parents for just a second. In Luke 2, verses 41 through 51, every year Jesus' parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. When he was 12 years old, they went up to the festival according to the custom. After the festival was over, while his parents were returning home, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but they were unaware of it. A great day for a parent, right? You ever done that in Walmart? Much less on a journey to another place? Yeah. Thinking he was in their company, they traveled on for a day. You can feel better about your parenting, okay? It's okay. (laughs) They traveled on for a day. Then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they went back to Jerusalem to look for him. After three days, they found him in the temple court, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. Everyone who heard him was amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. His mother said to him, Jesus! No, I'm not (laughs) a (laughs) son. I would have said it that way. I'm just so I'm sorry. I am have said it. What are you doing? Son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Now that's a pretty bland statement. What did she feel like, ladies? What did she feel like in this moment? Ooh, you can feel it, can't you? It, it, it is not. Uh your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. There's a lot of feet Yeah. Miss Merle back there spanking her hand. I'm going to wring his neck. I'm going to hug him, but I'm going to wring his neck, right? Yeah. Uh, We need to to inject real life into this because that's what they experienced. We have been anxiously searching for you. Why were you searching for me, he asked. Didn't you know I had to be uh, in my father's house? But they did not understand what he was saying to them. Then he went down to Nazareth with them and was obedient to them. But his mother treasured all these things in her heart. Do you you see the the disconnect there? That Jesus is this intersection of upper story and lower story, and he looks at his parents and says, didn't you know that I had to be in my father's house? And I'm sure uh, Mary and Joseph had the same look of confusion that we would have had our kids said something like that. What are you talking about? (laughs) Because Jesus is starting to get, he, he's starting to, to kind of move towards that. It's really all we get of his childhood, that here he is and he's growing and he's learning and he's kind of amazing them with his his questions and his answers, but he's he's got this desire to to know and, and to grow in that and to, you know, start this process. And it's almost like Mary and Joseph are just along for the ride, going, what? And you can imagine with what happens with Mary and Joseph, both Visited by angels earlier before Jesus comes along. You can imagine the, the feelings of what? You I'm gonna be the parents of of God? Of this miraculous baby? Maybe you feel like your baby is a miracle, but how would you feel if you knew you had to protect Jesus, the Lord and Messiah? And oh, by the way, you travel for a day without him. What do you think those prayers were like on the way home? Sorry about that. But think about the, the way that they had to live, Mary and Joseph. Again, I can only imagine thinking back to the uh, the, the what the angels said, like who Jesus is going to be and, and what he's going to be. And, and day in and day out, you're, you're just seeing a child grow. We don't have these accounts of, of Jesus growing up, and all of a sudden he's got, you know, miraculous powers or he's making things fly around the room. He's still in your billfold when he sits behind you, you know, some kind of magic trick. What we get is 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 this, is that after this, Jesus was obedient to his parents and he started learning and growing, learning and growing. As much as we, as we get older, we tell our, our, our kids, the younger people, the older you get, the faster time goes. Amen. And you're not going to know that. I can't tell you that enough until you experience it, right? (coughs) But the day-to-day, those days can be long. Years are short. Days are long. And that's what we experience right here, is that each and every day, Mary and Joseph got up and they had a decision to make, just like you, am I going to be faithful to God? That simple question that has so, so much of a profound, meaningful, it means all of these things if I say yes. And it means all these other things if I say no. And that's our day to day. Day in, day out, am I going to be faithful? And there are things out in the world, I don't know if you know this, but there are things out in the world that try to take you away from that. You ever experienced that? Come on, yes. Some of you older ones, the, the younger ones need to hear you say this, okay? Do you know that there are things out in the world that try to take you away from following Jesus? And we're not going to run you out of here for that. You understand? Because the picture of the story, of all the story that we have read so far into chapter 22 is every time, God draws close, and it looks like everything is going well. Everything is getting better. The people, them, us, move away. We do something. We let something get in our way. And then it's up to both God and us to try and restore that relationship. God has done everything he can to put us in a position to say yes. And then a lot of mornings we wake up, and maybe not even intentionally, we say no. God, I haven't seen you lately. God, I haven't felt you lately. The day in, the day out, the waiting, trying to remember, that's not enough. God, I want you to show up. But we know the rest of the story, don't we? At least I hope we do. But if all we do is remember the rest of the story, and it's an intellectual accomplishment that we know the story, We're not going to internalize it. We're not going to take it to heart. We're not going to let it affect our day-to-day because we know that Jesus came to die for us, to make it so that all of our sins, all of those things we have done, all of those things we have allowed to take us from the path, Jesus' sacrifice took care of it all. Amen? All of it. Not that thing right now that you're thinking of, I don't know about that. It took care of that too. Will you be faithful to the one who did it for you? That's a question. So I pray as a as a church family that we are faithful, that we strive to have that relationship with God. That the day to day, that the the day to day when the spectacular doesn't happen, that we don't sit back and say, "Man, God, you just didn't show up today." that we see all the ways that God blesses us. We see all the ways that God has led us to this point in life, that he has brought us to this point. He's surrounded us by people who can encourage us. We just need to say yes. So we say yes this morning. If you have any needs, we'd love to pray with you. Uh, we'd love to baptize you into his name this morning, watch you begin a walk with him. Uh, we've got plenty of swimming pools available for that. Uh, but if you have any needs, you can come as we stand and say.